Ladies and gentlemen, today is September 11th, and out of uh, respect to that, there will be no intro, no music. Um, we're just going to get into this. I'm writing solo today. Um, I've told the story before, my September 11th story, uh, you know, real quick. For those of you tuning in for the first time, I was stationed at Fort Lewis, Washington State. I was sleeping. I was in my bed sleeping. I was on leave, actually. And uh, I got a phone call. It was somebody from my unit telling me to turn on the TV, see what's going on. The next thing you know, they're telling me to grab my shit, come in, and the rest is history. September 11 is... It, it's something for me that's a little bit difficult to get into. Um, I did lose friends that day there and um, as a result of that I lost friends out in the desert um, you know when I went and did what I had to do when I came back and I came back to New York I remember going down to the memorial and all that and seeing um, seeing these people uh, selling pictures and selling books and everything that you know, illustrated and showed the buildings collapsing, the planes crashing into the buildings and all that stuff. And I don't know if I was in the right, but I remember being angry more than anything. I, you know, I, I I didn't like that these guys were out there. And I don't know if, if they were doing this for themselves or if they were working for somebody else. But, you know, I got mad and uh, I started grabbing these vendors' books you know, and I would curse them out and tell them how I felt and I would, you know, proceed to throw them in the trash can, tear them up in front of them. And um, I was with family that day and uh, they saw that side of me. But 20 years later, you know, here I am. I don't know if I do that now, but Everything that happened that day and everything that happened as a result of that day was still pretty fresh in my mind, you know. New York's not the same. A lot of people are not the same, you know, especially now with the COVID. New York will never be the same. Matter of fact, the world will never be the same. Anyway, it's September 11th and um, never forget, you know, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories and all that stuff we can do that at a later time um i'm gonna try to have just a regular show i just got back from vacation and uh it was great it was a week of nothing but relaxation i mean uh, i took the family out to jersey to wildwoods we stayed at uh the pyramid motel and um i gotta say man uh, i've stayed in five-star hotels around the world and this was probably the most pleasant experience that I've ever had. You know, there were no casinos, there were no fucking boutiques, crazy amenities, but there was a pool, saltwater pool. I prefer saltwater pool over chlorine pools any day. And this isn't uh, a paid endorsement. These guys are not my sponsor in any way. But if you're out in Jersey, you're out in Wildwoods or the Cape May area, I recommend you go there. It's a great motel. The cleanest motel I've ever stayed at. I mean, this place is even cleaner than four or five-star hotels that I've been at. 
It's owned and operated by a family, a wonderful family. Had a great time, man. I honestly got to relax, and, you know, I got a lot of much-needed relaxation and rest. We went to the beach every day, talking about the beach. We were just there hanging out. My daughter's playing there, making sandcastles. My wife jumps up out of nowhere. She spotted a shark, all right? She saw a fin in the water and everything, and uh, so we got up, and we started telling people, hey, you know, there's a shark in the water. So everybody starts getting out of the water, and it wasn't crowded. It wasn't packed. I mean, you could probably count on both hands the amount of people that were there. You know, this was very intimate, very private. Um, People started getting out of the water, and uh, there was this one girl, this, I don't know, like a fucking teenager. She was swimming around. And we're yelling at her, and she can't hear us, and we're waving our arms in the air, shark, hey, hey, shark, shark. She can't hear us, so... And everybody's, like, fucking just waiting to see if, you know, if this girl's gonna turn around, or if she's gonna get fucking pulled under by this fucking shark. So finally, she turns around, and, you know, she she sees us, but she's just staring at us. She has this blank stare in her face, like something's wrong with us. You know, and I'm yelling, shark come on get out you know i'm motioning to her to get out of the water and she's just there she's just you know i start doing the whole fin thing you know i put my hand above my head like i have a fucking shark fin and i mean i look like i'm doing the fucking baby shark dance and this girl still still has no clue still doesn't get it so i said fuck it man you know i, I proceeded to to get into the water you know and if my kids are listening to this Please do not follow in your father's footsteps. My wife's like fucking, what are you fucking doing? Get out of the fucking water. What are you doing? I was I was ready to go in there and fucking grab this girl because she was about to become shark food. So I've told this story and everybody asked me like, what? What were you thinking? Why would you get in the water knowing there's a shark? You know what? I, I got to be honest. I've always wondered how I'd fare in a fight against a shark. I mean, I'm being realistic. You know, of course, I'm expecting to probably lose a fucking limb or two or fucking, you know, get a nice chunk of my fucking side ripped off or something. But, like, straight up, I've I've actually played this shit in my head. You know, I've, I've wondered how I'd fare in a fight. You know, and, you know, we have to be realistic here. You know, I mean, you know, mano a mano. You know, to make things a little even or to, you know, sort of level the playing field, I would need a nice knife, a good knife. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, no, man, don't, you know, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't be that guy. Thankfully, my wife was there to talk some sense into me. Um, What ended up happening was the fucking, I don't know, I guess the shark just broke out. The girls fucking stayed in the water. There were no lifeguards there. I'll tell you that much. There were no lifeguards. You know, when we go to the beach, we tend to go late, okay? That's when you go swimming at your own risk. Um, but other than that, you know, had a great time, relaxed. Uh, spent some time on the boardwalk. Took my daughter to the amusement park. Won a few cool prizes. She got to go on the roller coaster for the first time ferris wheel and all that stuff um there was an aquarium the shittiest aquarium i've ever been to 
they had this fucking tank. They had this little tank that could barely fit one alligator, and they had like three of them inside of it bunched up. I don't even remember the name of the actual aquarium, but I'm sure if you look up Wildwood Boardwalk Aquarium, man, you got to see the reviews. Jesus, man, it's fucking horrible, man. You know, these people, they're not exaggerating, man. This fucking place sucks, man. It's fucking bad. I mean, I didn't care that it was little. I mean, you know, it's on a boardwalk, so I'm not expecting anything crazy. But just the way they got they got some of these animals there, it's like, it's got to be inhumane, man. You know? So anyways, vacation was great. Came back. Um... Had some episodes up in the meantime, had, uh, you know, there was a bit of fucking confusion. Some people, you know, rightfully so, were frustrated, and I apologize. Uh, we had put up Rational Rage Rewind, Children of the Future, Part 1 and 2. The problem is that we put Part 2 up first and then Part 1, so people got it in reverse order. That's on me. I fucked that up. What else happened? So, you know, a familiar voice showed up, good old Jimmy T from Australia, and we debuted a new show, um, Ring of Rage. You know, as you guys know, Jimmy T is the host of the Pro Wrestling Coalition and is also the Don of the PWC Network. Good luck to him in his endeavor and may he rule and reign for a long time over his empire. But we debuted... uh the Ring of Rage, which is a podcast, and to be honest, I don't think there's going to be another episode, but it's a show about the state of professional wrestling. What happened? Great show. Awesome fucking commentary. From, you know, excellent back and forth. The problem is, I recorded while I was working, and to be honest, the audio on my end isn't great. It's not bad, though. I recommend you guys check it out and let me know. Let me know what you guys think about that. We got into uh, a few things there. Spoke about the return of CM Punk. Talked about Chris Jericho and why the fuck he shouldn't be involved anymore in any in-ring action or in the wrestling business in general. Then we spoke about wrestling in Puerto Rico and we said we, we would dedicate a whole episode to that. There's a lot of craziness there that I think a lot of you pro wrestling fans would actually uh, appreciate and find amusing and interesting. Anyways, check that out. Not sure if there's going to be another episode. Either way, let me know what you guys thought about that episode. I'm sipping on a beer. I'm, I'm sipping on some Mythos here. Mythos is Greek beer. Mythos is Greek for, well, myth. You know, Greek mythology is uh, pretty famous worldwide. But anyways, I said I was going to stop drinking beer because I got to get rid of this fucking gut I have, this this goddamn beer gut. And, you know, it's not like I'm really, I don't know, you know, I I got one of those guts where if you put in a good month or two dieting and exercise... It'll be ripped, you know, you'll fucking have like eight pack abs and shit. I mean, you know, you can, it's like, I, I got this layer of fucking like fat, but there's, there's like abs there, like sort of visible, but you know, I'm 47. I love my beer. Maybe I love my beer a little too much, but not only that, you know, not only because, uh, I want to lose this gut and I want to get my six or eight pack back, 
right? But when you drink, man, that makes you, um, that sort of puts you uh, at risk for, you know, the fucking COVID. And yeah, I already got it. And yeah, I'm vaccinated and all that, you know, but you don't know what the fuck can happen to you. You know, you got people who got it once, got it twice. You got people who are vaccinated and got it. And, you know, there's this big fucking controversy with fucking Joe Rogan. And everybody's talking about how he took fucking horse medicine. And, and now he's trying to spread misinformation. And and he's trying to get people to fucking take horse pills. And, and that's just fucking bullshit. Okay, that's just bullshit. I mean, do your research on ivermectin. See what it really is. Fucking CNN and whoever the fuck else out there spreading fucking bullshit. If I were Joe Rogan, man, I'd fucking sue them. Straight up, I would fucking sue them. The guy's in his 50s. He takes care of himself, all right? But he caught it, you know? He even spoke about the whole drinking thing, too. You know, the whole sleepless nights, drinking. But he not only took the ivermectin, he did something else, I think it's some kind of an IV, and he beat the COVID in three days. Now, why is everybody pissed off? Because everybody looks fucking stupid, that's why. Because everybody from the White House, everybody in the media, and all your fucking jerk-off friends on Facebook that have no medical degrees, no science fucking backgrounds, but somehow they're experts, they all look stupid. Because, you know, here you got a guy in his 50s that beat this shit in three days. He beat it because... Number one, first and foremost, you know, let's let's fucking talk about the main thing here, you know, and it's that the guy takes care of himself. He works out regularly, okay? How come you don't hear anybody talking about that? And I'm not against the vaccine. Like I said, I got vaccinated, but that's all I ever hear from the media, from the White House is get vaccinated, get vaccinated. And, you know, I'm cool with that. I think it's a good idea. Uh, I don't think we need to be vaccinating our fucking kids. I don't think if you're in your 20s young and you're strong and you're in great shape and, you know, you don't have any underlying issues, I don't think you need to rush to fucking get. I think you, you should still consider it, but I don't think it's something that you definitely have to do. But, you know, me, I'm 47, a little bit overweight. I like to drink. I don't drink that much though, to be honest. I don't think, I don't think the amount that I drink puts me in that category where the alcohol would put me at risk. But anyways, I got vaccinated and that's what they want everybody to do. And not everybody wants to get vaccinated because you know what? They don't trust. They don't trust the vaccine. They don't trust the fucking government. And I don't blame them. I don't fucking blame them. Why should we fucking trust them? It's like these people, man, they're, they're always contradicting themselves. You know, it's like they don't know shit, but they don't want to admit that they don't know shit. They don't want to admit that they're learning this shit as they go along. That said, I mean, we should definitely listen to what they have to say. But look at the data. Study the data. That's what I say. I mean, you know, listen to your doctor, but study the data. See where you fall in that. See what category you're in, you know? I definitely think that getting vaccinated, I don't think it's 100%. I don't think it's foolproof, but it helps you. The vaccine does work, okay? And, you know, everybody wants to say, well, you know, there's vaccinated people getting fucking COVID. Yeah, 
But listen, the chances of you getting COVID again are slimmer. And if you do get COVID, you can handle it better. But if you already had COVID and you get the vaccine, that's even better. Now, I'm not saying you're not going to get it, but I'm just saying that you'll be able to handle it a lot better and there's a lot less chance. The risk of you getting hospitalized and put on a fucking ventilator is is way slimmer, way fucking slimmer. You know, if I'm not mistaken, the number of hospitalizations, uh, COVID hospitalizations are, I think, 95% of them are unvaccinated people. So, again, do the math. Not saying to run out and get the vaccine, but look at the data, study it, see if it's something that, you know, maybe you should be considering. But anyways, vaccine or no vaccine, people are out there doing whatever they want without a fucking care in the world. You know, fucking like I said, man, I got vaccinated, but I still wear a mask the same way that I don't believe in God, but I still do my cross from time to time. You know, it doesn't hurt. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, tonight I was actually planning on doing a fight companion show, um, a watch along. Tonight was the, uh, originally was supposed to be Oscar De La Hoya versus Vitor Belfort. Oscar De La Hoya caught the COVID. He looked rough. So Evander Holyfield stepped in. So you had Vitor Belfort, 44 years old, against Evander Holyfield. You know, a fucking legend, a lot of people's favorite heavyweight, but he's 58, man. He's 58, but he looks great. He fucking looks fucking great. His physique is impressive for a guy his age, but clearly uh, his fucking reaction time. And I mean, he just, he had nothing, man. Okay. The fight ended in the first round. Vitor won. uh, I think the final punch stat was. Vander Holyfield landing one punch, just one fucking punch. Vitor landed 11. You know, and Vitor is a fucking southpaw. And the punch that got him was that right, you know. So when you're a southpaw, the right hand's your jab. I mean, it looked like a straight right to me looked. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, the fight ended in the first round. I had picked Vitor to beat him. And think about this. Evander Holyfield was hoping... Well, it's fucking Triller, and I gotta tell you, I'm not a fan of fucking Triller, okay? I'm not a fan. Um, they had signed him in hopes of putting him in the ring against Mike Tyson. Two things. A rematch between Mike Tyson and Holyfield ends according to what Tyson wants to do. If Tyson wants to knock him out, he's gonna fucking eat him up alive. Tyson's in way better shape than Holyfield is. Tyson's fucking movements, hand speed... Footwork coordination is fucking way better than Holyfield's. But does Tyson even want to hurt this guy? I think Tyson was even entertaining the fight, but after seeing this, he might feel sorry for him and not do it, you know? Peter Belfort looked in shape. I don't think he was on TRT, you know? And to be honest, I never had a fucking issue with that when he was in the UFC and all that. I mean, a a lot of people made a big deal about him on TRT. He was definitely a different fighter, pretty much almost unbeatable when he was on TRT. His physique, he looked like a fucking Greek god when he was on TRT. But um, I don't know what his levels were compared to everybody else. I mean, 
But anyways, you know, a lot of people may not know, but Belford was actually, before he got into MMA, he was actually a trained boxer. Um, so I expected him to look good in this fight. It's hard to say, and you can't really judge how he'd fare. I mean, I think he's, I don't remember what his boxing record was. He might be like 2-0 and or something now, maybe 3-0. and I don't know. I'm not sure. But Vito's got hands. I mean, he didn't really look impressive because he didn't get the opportunity to look impressive. But he did call Jake Paul out. And Jesus Christ, everybody's just calling him out, right? I actually picked Jake Paul to be Tyron Woodley. And Tyron Woodley, to be honest, he had that feud going with fucking Dana White. And I was on Tyron's side, you know. But after seeing that Jake Paul fight, I get it. You know, it's like Tyron, man. You just don't have a fucking killer instinct. You know, you're fucking talented. You're a great fighter. You just don't have a killer instinct. I don't understand, man. You know, it's like for some reason, you just can't get going when you fucking need to. What I saw in that fight with Tyron Woodley and Jake Paul was that Jake Paul needs to work on his fucking stamina, man. You know, there's some mistakes that Jake Paul makes, but those are rookie mistakes. I mean, he's only had like four or five fights, so whatever. I mean, you know, he could fucking fix that stuff. But I think uh, it's imperative that he works on his stamina. If that fight had gone longer and if Tyron Woodley could turn it up and turn it on, you know, maybe he could have gotten him uh, out of there. But that wasn't the case. There was a moment where Jake Paul got hurt and I and if I'm not mistaken, his ass touched the fucking one of the ropes, the second rope, I think. And I would have ruled that a knockdown and I would have issued a standing eight count. Anderson Silva fought against Tito Ortiz. And I didn't know how this would play out. I knew that Anderson Silva would would win. I expected a little bit more out of Tito Ortiz, but Tito Ortiz was, was just awkward in there, stiff, didn't look like he belonged in there. Um, his movement sucked. He had less movement than Jake LaMotta, man. So, you know, that, that says a lot. I don't know how many of you people out there remember Jake LaMotta or if you've seen any film on Jake LaMotta. Jake LaMotta was a fucking straight brawler, man. Um, an old school brawler. Uh, Tito Ortiz looked like him trying to box, which just, no, it, it doesn't work. Anyways, um, another fight that ended in, in the first round, it was, uh, I don't know, man. It was like the first real punch that Anderson Silva landed just fucked him up. And Tito looked like he was fucking somewhere else, man. So, anyways, if I were Tito, I'd go retire and fucking find something else to do, man. I hope he got paid well for this. Anderson Silva, at his age, I don't know what the fuck he plans on accomplishing in boxing I don't, I don't think he's done i think he's gonna keep fighting i don't know man i mean i'm pretty sure people would want to see belfort versus jake paul just for the fucking reason that most people want to see jake paul lose i mean you know to be honest that's what everybody's paying for speaking of jake paul jake paul claims that he knows for a fact that floyd mayweather hired some fucking hoodlums some thugs to fucking take him out kill him i don't know bro make of that whatever you will to come to your own conclusions i don't know what made him think that i don't know what's going on with that i i think it's stupid anyways i'm preparing for my son's first birthday it's it's coming up you know my my youngest child he's about to turn one 
you know, and I used to be a photographer. My wife is a photographer, um, to it. If it were up to me, man, we, we wouldn't be doing any other stuff. I mean, cause, I don't know, man, I'm just fucking, it's a lot of work for me, you know, but, um, so my wife is preparing, gathering up props and everything, gathering up fucking, you know, backdrops and outfits and all that. Cause she wants to do a cute photo shoot for him. She wants to do a fucking cake smash and all that. Um, I get it, man. You know, I get it because I'm like, you know what? It's like, he doesn't even know, you know, you know, I fucking tell her, I tell her, listen, this kid's not even going to know what's going on. Okay. He's not even going to fucking remember this shit. Well, that's why we're taking pictures, moron. Okay. She has a fucking point, but God damn, dude, let me tell you something, man. When I met my wife, she got me into, um, child photography, you know, like fucking everything from newborn to fucking kick smashes and all that shit. Let me tell you, man, it's very lucrative. There's money in it. There's money. But personally, I let her handle that shit because I don't have the fucking patience, man. I barely have enough patience for my own kids. There's been times when I've, you know, I've gotten pissed off in these fucking shoots, man. And I'm like, I'm giving these kids dirty looks, making them cry. And, you know, that's not good for our business. So, But anyways, so we're getting ready to do a one-year photo shoot for my youngest, um... You know what, man? He's so fucking cute, man. He's such a handsome kid, man. He deserves it. But, you know, man, between work, between managing a photography business, between doing a podcast, between being a father, being a husband, there's just, there's just not enough fucking time in the world, man. There's just not enough time. You know, and I'm just so fucking busy. So fucking tired. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to call it here. I got to get up in the morning. I got to go to work. Um, thank you for your continuing support, guys. Thank you for sticking with me for the ups and downs. Um, I apologize for the hiccups. Um, things are going to get better, though. Um, you know, we're going to bring the fire. We're going to bring the energy. I got some very important guests coming for a very important show, probably the most important show that I'll ever do. Don't forget to tune in wherever you download your favorite podcast. Um, I don't know what's going on. I'm on Podbean, Pandora, Deezer, and there's some other platforms that are not picking up this show. So those of you who are wondering where I've been, I'm still here. There's just certain platforms that are not picking up Podbean shows for some reason. Uh, I reached out to them. It has something to do with licensing or something. I don't know. All that shit is a foreign language to me. I don't know. Uh, hopefully they can fix that. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your time. Thank you for your ears. Stay alert. Stay alive. Rational rage is over and out.